Hey everybody, welcome to the Basis Points Podcast. I'm Kevin Flanagan, Head of Fixed Income Strategy at Wisdom Tree Asset Management. Well, we're here now, it's the dog days of August, and I thought it would be useful, maybe just let's take a step back, grab some perspective, and give you what the current state of affairs are in the fixed income market, specifically here in in the U.S. And, you know, you have to begin with the economic numbers, and uh, obviously Friday's jobs report, once again, continuing to show progress. But it's kind of been, you know, one or the other, right? different ends of the spectrum. You get a GDP report a week ago that was not just recessionary, it was more like showing a depression, uh, those type of numbers. And then, of course, we've had various surveys on manufacturing or service-related industries, both of those now in back into expansion tor- uh, territory. Anything above 50 is viewed as being an expansion, uh, and we see that. Once again, another one of those V-shaped uh, type of graphs that you may hear about a lot. And then, of course, not just the employment report for the third month in a row, uh, but also, I think more importantly, looking ahead is the jobless claims numbers. And what's interesting is that, you know, we had this uptick in COVID-related cases here as we moved into the summer, and we've seen reopening slow at this stage of the game. But actually, the jobless claims number uh, showed one of the largest uh, declines in about the last two months. And for those of you who may be keeping track, the jobless claims numbers is one of those leading indicators. So, you know, sometimes I think it's important to try to find, as we've talked to you, and we I think we actually did the podcast on this, some silver linings in the economic numbers. And I think that's one of them at this stage of the game. After, you know, a period of stalling out, I thought it was nice to see last week's jobless claims number um, show continued improvement. But obviously, going forward, it's going to be difficult or any reasonable case scenario, right, to expect these V-shaped kind of numbers going forward, given what's going on at this stage of the game. So I think things will begin to decelerate. Um, Still feel you will see growth here in the second half of the year, but perhaps not the bounce back pace that has been witnessed the last couple of months. And that leads us to the treasury market, and you just can't keep that 10-year down. I don't mean the yield level. (laughs) That's for sure. I mean the price. Actually, last week, we fell to a new record low, 0.51%. As, you know, continued uncertainty about the fiscal stimulus package, we have escalating U.S. and China uh, tensions, and the GDP report I just mentioned, I think, all provided support for the Treasury market last week. I think an interesting development, at least potentially, that came about and was somewhat under the radar is every quarter the Treasury puts out their refunding announcement, and with that, their thought process of what they will do with supply, right? What are they going to do with T-bills? What are they going to do with um, you know, the short, intermediate, and longer part of the curve. Who's going to pick up the slack? We're running multi-trillion dollar deficits, right? Somebody's got to pull their weight uh, going forward. And what we found out, according, you know, using treasury language, um, they're going to increase their future supply needs using longer tenors. In other words, more like longer dated maturities rather than T-bills. There hasn't really been much of an impact at this stage of the game, and rightfully so. But, you know, if the U.S. economic recovery does continue, let's keep an eye on that. All right. You know, once again, that's not a friendly development for the 10-year yield going forward. It's not the be-all and end-all either. It doesn't mean that you have to see rates move 
significantly higher. You know, we're still lower for longer, but it, it does bode it well into our thesis that we could be lower for longer, but rates can still rise in, in this kind of an environment. So what about the credit markets, right? Let's round it out with the trifecta. And credit spreads continue to grind tighter, despite the fact the Fed really has not turned on the spigots in terms of buying for their corporate bond facility. And that's good news, right? High yield spreads are now below the 500 basis point threshold, at least as I'm speaking to you. And for investment grade, you're about 125 basis points. So if you look at it respectively, 83% retracement in high yield, 90% retracement in investment grade uh, spreads from their March peaks. So going forward, obviously, much like I said with the economic numbers, it's going to be difficult, I think, to to match that kind of performance, that bounce back. But we still see further progress, I think, in the credit markets for the U.S. as we move ahead. So with Labor Day now in our sights um, the dynamics, things could get interesting. You know, obviously, economic data, Fed, fiscal policy, you know, the usual suspects will be watching. They will certainly have their say in the market's pricing mechanism. But let's watch. You know, I, I think that with the election headlines only beginning to get ready to heat up, that could very well into, enter into the conversation also. So I think with that in mind, you know, what we continue to advocate in terms of fixed income allocations is, is that expecting the Treasury yield curve to steepen. And positioning fixed income portfolios so that you have, in terms of U.S. credit being overweight rates and then keeping duration shorter than the benchmark. We think uh, at this stage of the game that when you're looking at overall positioning for fixed income asset allocations, those would be suggestions on our side. So I'm going to end it there. Once again, as usual, you know, if you want to read a little bit more, please check out my blog at www.wisdomtree.com. Have a great rest of the week, everybody. Be well. And before investing, carefully consider a fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at wisdomtree.com. Read it carefully.